Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today is a special sermon from Easter of 2023. The title of this sermon is, Do You Believe This? We're actually in the book of John, chapter 11, verses 25 and 26, and we'll also be in Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. We'll look at the resurrection, and then we'll look at the results of the resurrection in John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. Very familiar uh, verse uh, that Martha, when Lazarus had died, uh, a verse that I love dearly. It's, It's Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, Though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives, believes in me, shall never die. Do you believe this? That is the question that you have to answer for yourself. Do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus is alive? That he was resurrected? That he is risen? I hope that you enjoy this special sermon as we look at the first half of this two-part study. Did he actually appear to people? I mean, there's all these different things that happen as, as people debate scripture and debate theology. Um, but, you know, the reality of it is, as we see in, in Matthew chapter 27 and uh, verse 62, it says, The next day that it is after the day of the preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that imposter said why he was still alive after three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. And we see that Pilate, in verse 65, Pilate said to them, You have guards of soldiers. Go make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb securing the, uh, by sealing the stone and setting a guard. It's important for us to understand that that the chief priests remembered that they were going to, that Jesus said, Jesus has said it multiple times just in the book of Matthew that he was going to rise, that he was going to be resurrected. And one of the things, uh, I was watching something on the Babylon Bee, and we were going to show it, but it's it's funny. So if you get a chance to see it, it talks about, it deals with um, if the resurrection was a hoax. And it has the, the 11 disciples, because it's funny, it opens up, he goes, well, the 12 of us, no, 11, I forgot. And, and, uh, but Peter starts talking to him, and Peter begins to tell him, hey, um, okay, here's the deal. We're going to go get Jesus' body, 
And we're going to tell everybody that Jesus was resurrected. And then they were like, okay, now what, Peter? He goes, and then we're going to die. And then they're like, wait a minute. You know, John keeps asking questions, and John, being John, he, and, he, and he's like, well, what about the fame and the fortune? And the, he goes, no. He goes, we're going to get Jesus' body. We're going to tell everybody he's resurrected, and then we're going to be martyred. And we're going to have our heads cut off. And then we're going to, and they just go through all this stuff. And it's really, the reality of it is to think that an atheist will say the resurrection was a hoax. Why would these men, why would these men do that? Knowing that they would be killed, that they would be martyred. The point is, is when we look at this, it's not a hoax. We can prove it in scripture. We can prove that Jesus was alive. We can prove that Jesus was resurrected. We have eyewitnesses. We have Pilate who decides that he needs to secure the tomb. And he sends soldiers. And one of the things that always irritates me every time I watch any kind of um, movie that deals with Jesus is they make the Roman soldiers look like wimps. You have to understand, like during this time, uh, the Roman soldiers would have been in one of the most volatile areas of Jerusalem. It can, it can, it's a powder keg. It can, they had insurrections all the time. And so they would have had to have some of the best of the best soldiers there. So you got to imagine that when, when Pilate sends these guys out, it'd be like SEAL Team 6. Hey, we got to secure the tomb. And if they don't secure the tomb, they'd be killed. They would be killed. And so we, we know that the tomb was secured, that the tomb was sealed with the Roman seal. But we also know that after the tomb was opened by the angel, we also know that Jesus appeared on Easter Sunday. Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene, the women that came to Jesus' tomb, Mary the mother of James, Salome, and Joanna. Peter, the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, and then he also appeared to uh, Thomas uh, at one point, and, um, and then he also appeared to 500 people at one time. He appeared to James, his brother. He appeared to Saul, Tarsus, the apostle Paul. And, the, and it's scripture that backs all of that up. And we'll look at some of that as we dive into this. And so let's look at the resurrection. It says, now, after the Sabbath, in verse 28, verse 1, it says, towards the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. Now, I love this because at the end of the day, anybody who's gone through any kind of death, the mourning process is different for everybody. It's different for everybody when you lose someone. And I always tell people, man, just because that's the way that you, you went through it, that's not the way that everybody else goes through it. You have, to, you have to understand that. And Mary and, and Mary Magdalene and Mary wanted to be with Jesus, even if it was just to sit by the tomb. The disciples had all disappeared, and eventually they'll all end up back in a room again, you know, sitting around looking at each other, going, what's next? But they're dealing with grief, and, and they just watched Jesus die on the cross. In verse 2, it says, And behold, there was a great earthquake from an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of, uh, for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. 
It's very important to understand as we look at angels in the Bible, they're a separate creation of God. And every time you see it, people are afraid. They're not the little precious moments, angels that you see. Your parents, your mother, your aunt, your uncle, they don't go to be angels. Okay, that's something else that we need to remember. But at the end of the day, you see that, that it was like a great earthquake. And not only that, he rolled back the stone and sat on it with victory. I love that. It's almost like, come on, what are y'all going to do? <laughs> right? What are you going to do? Matt was telling me about the fight last night. He said somebody went to sleep. Yeah, no. That's kind of like what the angel did. He's like, UFC, bro. They all went to sleep. Every one of those guys, every one of those guards are, are like dead men. They either passed out or they're playing dead. Because they're like, they're tapping out. But we see it says in verse 5, But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. And he said, Come and see the place where he lay. Very important, what I love is that they were seeking Jesus. Seeking Jesus. You know, he tells them not to be afraid. The women aren't playing dead. It's the men. And, and a lot of times what we see is men uh, are, are usually the last ones to, to... I was the last one to show up to church. And uh, I was like, man, I'm just... You know, I, I, I didn't want to go. I was struggling with all that. I remember all that. But it's like we should be seeking Jesus. Seeking Jesus. And at the end of the day... This is what the women were doing. They were seeking Jesus. And that's what we should be doing as well. But he tells them to come see. Come see the place where he lay. So come and see. And so if we're going to win the world for Christ, one of the things that we have to be able to do is we have to tell everybody why there is a resurrection. That there is an empty tomb. I can, I can show you the tomb of Muhammad who wrote the Quran. I can show you the tomb and there's a dead person in it. I can show you the tomb of, of Joseph Smith who wrote the Mormon mess. That's a whole false religion. I can show you that tomb. There's a tomb for Buddha too. There are dead bones inside of it. But with Jesus, it's an empty tomb. He was resurrected. Jesus is alive. And Jesus is coming back. Now let me tell you something, when Jesus comes back, he comes back as a roaring lion, not the Lamb of God that was slain for the world. You're talking about some people tapping out, there's going to be a lot of people tapping out. That's why, you know, I, I've, I've told y'all before, it's like we need to understand, like when, it, when we talk about come and see the place where he lay, we need to be able to understand the purpose of the, the, the cross and the crucifixion and the purpose of his death and the resurrection. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, and this is very important for you to understand, it says, But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While you were still a sinner, Christ loves you and has died for you. You know, you'll, you'll hear, and, I, and I, I can imagine you're like, oh, here we go with that Christian stuff again. I've been there. I, I, I walked this earth 39 years not following God. I've been beat over the head with the Bible. I've been, I get it. But I never understood that God loved me even while I was in the worst state that I could ever be in as a man, as a father, and as a husband. Yet God loved me. 
He wanted a relationship with me. All of that just to come and see the empty tomb. And the Apostle Paul speaks about it in Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through 10. It says, But whatever I gain, I had counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of, of the surpassing worth of the knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through the faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of the resurrection and may share his sufferings becoming like him in his death. Because of the empty tomb, you can know him. You were separated from him. Your sin, my sin, it separated us from God. It's understanding that the empty tomb means that there's death has been defeated and the debt has been paid in full. He takes your sin, your guilt, all the stuff that you've done in your lifetime, and you can be forgiven of it. You just confess your sin to Christ. You ask Christ into your heart. You believe that he died and was resurrected. And, and, and it's a beautiful thing because... Satan thinks he had Jesus right dead to rights like a sniper shot on the cross and at the last moment mm -mm. death was the thing that needed to happen because death was going to be defeated the prophecy needed to be fulfilled and, and the scribes and the Pharisees and, and don't understand this is I mean the Pharisees and the scribes and the chief priests they missed it they missed it the religious people missed it the people who studied the Bible, they missed it. The people who knew more about God missed it. In Luke chapter 24, verses 25, it says, Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart, to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, ought not the, the Christ have suffered these things to enter into his glory? And beginnings at, the, at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. He opened up the scripture. As the tomb is empty, he's like, look, disciples, I need to, we, need to, we need to have a come to Jesus moment now. Because y'all need to learn because y'all have a tough road ahead of you. In John chapter 20, verse 9, it says, For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. He must rise again from the dead. They missed it. Are you missing it? Can I tell you, I didn't know what the resurrection was for. I thought Easter was the Easter Bunny. Right? That's what I thought it was. Think about it. The two, the birthday of Christ and the death of Christ have become what? The resurrection of Christ have become what? Good Friday. And then you head into to Resurrection Sunday. It's become about Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. The devils try to hijack it. It has nothing to do with toys. It has to do with the empty tomb. It has to do with death has been defeated. It has to do with this is what we don't get. It's like you're separated from a holy God. You're separated from a holy God. And, and, and the message hasn't changed. The message has been the same from the Old Testament prophets. And Jesus enriched it. Through Paul, the message was always the same. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. They missed it. Are you missing it? Peter shares... In Acts chapter 2, verses 22, it says, Men of Israel, hear these words. 
Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst as you know yourself, know. This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and the foreknowledge of God. You crucified and killed him by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosening the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Jesus quoted the, the scripture many of times. And as, as Jesus told them about the resurrection in the book of Matthew alone, you can look at it in all the Gospels, but in Matthew alone, in, in Matthew 12.40, Matthew 16.21, in Matthew 17.9, and also in Matthew 20.19, it was all talking about the resurrection. But they missed it. He told them to come and see that the stone had been rolled away. And you all know that that's been said many times, that come and see that he has risen. He's not here. He's not here. It's, it's a reminder to us, it's an eyewitness, appoint, uh, uh, eyewitness reports that we know that Jesus was resurrected in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3-9. through 9. It says, For I deliver to you as the first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day in accordance, in accordance with the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Caiaphas. That's the chief priest. I would have loved... Like the chief priest who had him killed, he shows up. Can you imagine that one? Like Jesus just appears to Caiaphas, and then to the twelve, and then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then the apostle, to all the apostles. Last of all, as to the one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the, uh, of the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. This is a reminder to us that, that what Jesus, the, the beauty of Christ is, is that we can have our sins forgiven. Here's Paul, who actually was Saul at the time, was persecuting the church and having people murdered. You think that people can't be saved? Look at Moses. Moses killed somebody. You think that people can't be saved? Joe, you know, when you look at, at King David, King David had adultery and then had somebody killed. And yet God, God, who's holy, hasn't given up on any one of us. None of us. Any of us can have a relationship with Christ. It just starts by that willing heart. So we are to come and see. And then he tells them to do this in verse 7. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen. So now you hear it twice already. He has risen from the angel, from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. And they ran to tell the disciples. And behold, Jesus met them. And said greetings and they came up and took a hold of his feet and worshiped him so you get the the he tells you to come and see the empty tomb come see the evidence and we went over a lot of that evidence last last sunday as we looked at palm sunday as we looked at the fulfillment of the prophecies of the scriptures and what we're seeing now is he's telling go and tell that is your responsibility to go and tell. For those that are followers of Christ, you're supposed to go and tell somebody that Christ died for you. 
So you don't have to be separated from God anymore with your sins. You know what? People will tell me, and I've heard it before, it's like, man, it, 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 I'm just not ready, or, I, you know, it's going to happen when I think it needs to happen. And, and I've heard it said, you know, what, what if God just gave us a mulligan? Anybody who's ever played golf, when you hit a bad shot, you want a mulligan. Or if you, you're, you're playing baseball and you strike out, you're like, let me get another one. Do you realize all of you have been given another one and you, you would have messed that up too? You've all lied at some point in your life. You've all cheated at some point in your life. You all disobeyed your mother and your father at some point in your life. If you're a man, you, I'm sure you've struggled with lust at some point in your life. We've all failed. We're all sinners. We need Jesus. We need to go and tell people. Look, it's not about theological arguments. It's not about trying to man let me let me tell you where you're wrong let me just tell you jesus loves you he wants a relationship with you you got to confess your sins that he he, he wants you to uh, to understand like this is the most important message of our, our world today there ain't nothing on the news that compares to this news this is the good news and this good news was given to who and entrusted to who women who typical men don't listen because if you look at mark chapter 16 verses 9 through 11 they go and do exactly this is what i love about marrying them is they actually do what the angel tells them to do and they go quickly and they actually go tell the disciples but in mark we get a little bit more here in mark mark chapter 16 verses 9 through 11 it says now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared to first Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they, as they mourned and wept. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. They did not believe. We didn't believe. And, 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 and that's why I entitled this, Do You Believe This? Because the same message is being, being given to you today. Do you believe it? The tomb is empty. Jesus has defeated death. You're separated from God. But not only that, I think what we do is we focus so much about repent for the kingdom of God at hand. That is the most important thing that I can share with you today. What more people focus on is heaven. Oh, you get to be in heaven. No, you get to be, you, you're not separated from a holy God no more. Let's wake up to that. Understanding that there's a God right now. And Jesus sitting at his right hand, interceding for you, who loves you even while you're dead in your sins, is being worshipped at this moment. And you're separated from that. If you haven't chosen to follow Jesus, it's, it's the understanding. It's like, you, you, yes, you do want to have your eternal life in heaven. But it's not so you can just be with loved ones. It's, you're going to be with Jesus. You're going to be with Jesus. We've all been given the go and tell. Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20 and Jesus came and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you and lo I am always with you even to the end of the age amen he tells you to go and tell people you are to go and tell but you are, you're also supposed to make disciples and baptizing them in the name of the 
of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to go and tell people about the resurrection of Christ. That death has been defeated. That we have victory. We're no longer separated from God. That sin was placed on Jesus at the cross. The sin of the world. We have to understand like you know when you come in here today you may have come in here thinking man i'm i'm a sinful person join the club join the club do you not think that your pastor at sometimes has said something when you go oh here we go again where'd that come from that old man i thought was dead we all struggle but he died for all of your sins your past your present your future sins so what is the result of the resurrection as we read in John chapter 11, we get more about it. He's talking to Martha when he goes into that verse. And, and, and he says in verse 23 of John 11, he says, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Talking about Lazarus. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again on the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us to find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 